Whether you want a laid-back trail to hit with friends or you're planning something more adventurous, All Trails Plus is your guide to making the most of your time outdoors. Get outside today with three free months of All Trails Plus with code PODCAST23 at alltrails.com slash podcast. Ladies and gentlemen from the Microsoft Theater here yeah. in downtown Los Angeles. Hey, yo, I see you, man. Brought to you by Sean Porter Promotions. Hey, yo, Sean Porter, hold tight. We coming out there. Live from Los Angeles. Hey, yo, put your headphones on, man. It's time for the main event of the here it evening. Is. I'll be the one with the rolly on. Tom Ford with it. I'm mad that I always have my headphones on before he says it. <laughs> Every time, I'm like, man, that'd be smooth, but I put my headphones on right when he said it. Ace Boogie. Listen, uh, I hit him up and just told him we were doing this and I want him to make one song. He's like, I'm going to make a Sean Porter mixtape for you. So eventually we'll we'll drop the whole thing on, on everybody about that. Welcome to be, the Porter Sean might be Podcast. Featured. Might be featured. I'm, I'm liable to do anything now. A little spoken word at the beginning. Uh, yes, sir. Carson, can we get a mixtape? On the mixtape or his mixtape? No, can we get a, Yeah, can A Boogie make us a mixtape? Yeah. I'll share it with him. We go 5-5. Five, five. Yeah. Just an EP. Yeah. Nah, he don't know y'all like that. Come on. It ain't enough to really say about y'all. We'll you get know, a track. We'll I mean, get a track. I mean to be disrespectful, but you know. Nah, we'll get a we'll get a song shout out. It is what it is. Welcome everybody to the Port Away Podcast. Yeah. Showtime Sean Porter here. Carson Merck. Hey, you know what? Got a new one for you. Aunt B over there. I'll take it. That makes him sound like he's somebody's auntie. Yeah. <laughs> he's somebody's auntie. I was thinking about it earlier. I was like, Aunt B sound like Auntie B. But if I call him Auntie B, he ain't gonna like that. No. Why was you sitting there thinking about that? Cause cause I knew <laughs> later on I was gonna have to say your name and Aunt B. That's what I had came with, but you know, we'll just go back to Aunt. All right, cool. It's just weak. Aunt the dog? Nah, we can't do Aunt the Dog. Hey, we're 34 years deep. He's gonna, have to arm, he's gonna have to arm wrestle Anthony Durrell for Ant the Dog. Yeah, there you go. Hey, where do we start? Browns above five hundred. Above five hundred? No, no, no. Like I mentioned, okay. Two and one. Browns two and one. No, we're above five hundred. Keep it moving. That's why it's a milestone. <laughs> no, it ain't no milestone, man. Like that ain't where I come from. It literally is where. It ain't you where come I come from. from. And where I come from. It ain't from. where I come from. I don't. I don't. Everybody said, uh, y'all, y'all celebrated. Uh, a defeated season, y'all didn't have one win, so y'all 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 threw a parade. I'm like, they threw the parade. I really wasn't a part of it. I didn't have anything to do with the planning, and if it was up to me, I wouldn't have did it. Yeah, that was weird. So, but I don't mind celebrating that we're above 500. I can't celebrate that we're above 500, and and especially with the struggles within being two and one. We can't. We're not going out shoot. He's a winner. You're a loser. That's fine. If we get into a shootout, I'll take that. it's not. We're not going. We're not going to come out on top of that. Next week, Cowboys. You guys going to lose? Oh, nah, we're smoking and, them. And and, and, and the Cowboys. Smoke-o. The Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> and the Cowboys look decent today. Ezekiel Elliott struggled. Dak Prescott has some really nice uh, touches on the ball, but at the same time, he you know he struggled a little bit too. So no turnovers for the Browns. It's fine though. I understand you're not you're not diehard anymore. I get it. I get it. Man. I'm not diehard. I get it, man. Don't get me started. 
I, I, I was excited to be 2-1. You said, hey, Listen, man, I just, you know, I, I need everybody's respect out there, you know? And nobody, right now, let's keep it real. Right now, nobody respects the Browns, even though they're 2-1. Nobody respects the Browns because OBJ has not been in the end zone. He literally scored last week. Did he? Against Cincinnati. Oh. Once? Yeah, that's all we need. All He's right. in the end zone. All right. And and so you know, and we can even transition like this. So last night we had the Charlo well, fight. That was a good <laughs> that's battle. What I was gonna say, I was uh, gonna, no, that we was had my a jab, took a guy out in I was, the stomach. I never seen that before. I was gonna say we were all here <laughs> watching the fight together, and then it felt like twenty minutes later I was back here to watch the Browns game. <laughs> just felt like just clocking back in, but uh, and we didn't have leftovers. This no. morning, that was a. That well, was we kind of had leftovers. That was a long, long it day was. of boxing yesterday. It was. it was. It felt like twelve hours. Let me cap it off real quick. So, the Browns to like die. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> Cleveland till there's no more Showtime Sean Porter, <laughs> and then I got I, and then I got seeds behind me. So we gonna always be here. They from Vegas. His seeds are from Vegas. I'm 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 hyped. The Browns are two on one. I'm hyped that right now we are literally on the winning streak. Yeah. But I want to see it continue until I really start. Well, of to really course, talk. I want to see it continue. All right, but, all right, but we're on the same small page. Victories. Celebrate small victories. But I think you you looking for some small stuff that I don't really care. I, I about think right Sean's now. over it. You're like, I'll take it. Sean's yeah, like, no, no, no. I, I'm like, I'll take it, but he like, uh, let, let's take it and let's talk about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, no, I wasn't gonna talk. I was just gonna say, we, I know, first I know. time above 500 in, in what six years, seven years. That was it. Just keep, keep moving from <laughs> I, I there. Keep it that was it. Outside of that, man, it was a long night. Yeah, I was, I was hyped going into the night. I mean, a double pay per view. I didn't really know what that meant. I didn't know what it was going to. What the details were yeah. of it all, you know. Um, we got a halftime show, yeah. Uh, and we honestly, you know, we got some for yeah. the sake of words, some lackluster fights. We had some some lighter weights that I've seen punch hard in the past that didn't really punch hard last night, and I didn't find it disappointing, I just found it um anticlimactic, you know what I mean. I felt like with uh, with the Charlos. Coming in some big fights too, guys that were really gonna challenge them. Uh, I thought that we the the whole night was in my mind. The whole night was gonna be yeah. you know a lot like the Charlos fights, and it, and it wasn't. Um, but let's just get into the Charlos because I was gonna say they kind of roller coastered the emotions of it, yeah. where you had those the first two fights, and it was kind of like like you said anticlimactic, where there's a stoppage in both, but you know, kind of it is what it is. Then you have the Charlo fight, and you're like, okay, you know, this is cool, good fight. We're all kind of talking about the fight, and then there's like <laughs> a half an hour intermission. Yeah. Um, and then you go back, and you have two more again, lackluster, just predictable fights, I guess, for lack of a better term. And then you get back into it with the Charlo fight. So it was, it was, it was an interesting night, and I'm sure the parties involved will look at how it went and consider changes mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. it, or mm-hmm. not, or not. Maybe they think it went well. And people, there were people that enjoyed it, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, between the Charlos fights, it was a snooze fest. Yeah. Somebody loved it somewhere. It was a snooze fest. Yeah, very true. We heard you. Yeah. I'm he's not wrong. Saying, no, know. say it in the mic. Grab the mic. Hey, come say on, matchmakers. Do your job. I do my job every day. I go to work. Do, do your you, job. What do you do? Hey, don't tell people what I do. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they also, <laughs> those fights, and it was, sometimes you'll have those matches where it's just nobody's throwing punches, nobody's landing punches. All the fights they were landing punches, just for what? You know what? At the end of it, I, I called my dad up. <clears throat> excuse me, and I told him, 
what time the fight had started. Asked him if he was going to watch it. He actually wasn't in town. And he says, that's a, that's a lot of boxing. I, we'll see. And I, I still haven't talked to him. So I don't know if he watched the fight or, the fights or not. But what I came back to at the end of the night was uh, something I had said in the previous show. I said that last night was for a guy like uh, like a, a guy like Damian Lillard, a guy who just loves boxing. And if it's on, I'm going to watch it no matter what. And I feel like a guy like Damian Lillard, guys that are avid boxing fans, when they don't get the the quote unquote excitement or they don't get the big blows and and, and all the explosions and things like that that they're expecting, they start to look for um what's this guy doing? What what where where did he improve? How was his speed tonight? What was his what was his punching power like? What was his what what was his punch output like? You know, you really start to dissect the fights as a whole. So when you say <laughs> matchmakers do your job. In some ways, the matchmakers did do their job because I found myself rewatching the fights and saying, "Okay, well, these guys, um, like the guy, the kid that I was looking forward to, um, Luis Neary. Luis Neary, I think he was up against a guy who was was hard nosed, a guy who had some tricks to his trade, some little subtle moves that was just enough to make Leary Leary uh, Neary." Um, hesitate a little bit. Made there were Leary, time made Neary Leary. It, it, it made him hesitate sometimes. <laughs> don't do, yeah. Don't. It, miracle, it, miracle. Hey, my man. It made him. It made him take. You know, he he was. It was almost like he was kind of a step slower than I've seen him in the past. And so that was really one thing that I took out of the night was that the fights, maybe if anything, were a little bit bit more um, competitive from a stylistic standpoint, and. That was really all I could say about the night was okay. Maybe the styles styles make fights, but in these fights, it really wasn't the style that was making the fight exciting. But it was just a contrast of the style that was making it a little bit difficult for the champions to get over the way that we've seen them in the past. Outside of Brandon Figueroa yeah. and 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 um the the very first fight Casimiro. that went on, yeah, the yeah, very those, first fight that went on. Though that weight is it's tricky because there's. There's almost always there's a of course a rare exception. There's always going to be a lot of punches thrown at, yeah. at 122, but it's again it's if you can land, you know, a thousand punches in a fight, but you don't hurt the guy really. Was what really happened? So, um, yeah, I thought the first fight actually may have been one of the more entertaining it for was the brief time. Definitely, uh, Casemiro I think is is probably somebody who I walked. I obviously wasn't familiar. I think that was his U.S. debut. Right. When I leave yesterday, that was one I was like, okay, you know, yeah, I, yeah, I kind of yeah. would like to watch him. Yeah. And then uh, he's in the same weight as NUA. He had that dude on Stupid Street. Yeah. He w- and that. Uh, I couldn't understand yeah, it. It was bad. I couldn't understand. It, it looked like dude was, I was had recovered. I was, I was late. That's why I ain't talking but about this. Yeah. Below the waist, it was like his legs just were not there. He, he just was light every on time, his feet. He just kept falling back yeah. in the ropes. Yeah. But. And you put uh, um, Willis, uh, Steve Willis, in a very. Difficult position yeah. because it's like I gotta stop this. Yeah, but I'm looking in your eyes and you're here with me. Yeah, I told you to walk this way. You stumbled that way, but you, you follow my command. I yeah. can't. I can't just stop this. Yeah, you know. And then, of course, we're all looking at this like you gotta stop it. You know. Right. And then shortly after, you know, um, Casimiro jumps on him and, and gets him out of there with the, with the nice barrage of punches. Yeah, and uh, and he showed that he's exciting and he showed that he's entertaining. Uh, definitely. Once he puts the hands on you, you yeah. Know? So I, 
I think if anything, we were we were one-handed we push-ups after the win too. Boom, yeah, Very we were impressive. we were gracious to get him last <laughs> yeah. night with as long as the night was. Yeah, and then you go from that, and then personally, I Brandon Figueroa is talented. He's technically very sound he's not overly responsible defensively but his fights are pretty much the same every single time yeah he's going to have a lot of output he's gonna land a lot of shots he's gonna wear a lot of shots mm-hmm. and that's kind of just how it goes yeah. so um and guys like him that's why they're fighting at the weight class that yeah. he's fighting at. that's why guys fight at that weight. We, we try to get as many um advantages as possible going into the ring and more times than not, when you're a big guy like that fighting at that weight, it's like it doesn't matter how much more skillful the other guy is, how much more faster or, or slicker or anything like that. Eventually, it just is what it is. The weight and the body just catches up to you, and eventually he, he punches you out. I would like to see a matchup, and I don't have a name off top of who. I would like to see a matchup with him with somebody who can can throw some bombs. Yeah, He's in there with a guy yesterday who's he was – cagey i guess you know he's he's there to fight but he's not he's not throwing huge punches and i think with a guy like figaro who has proven where he's not he's not all the way there defensively he fights a guy yesterday he's not gonna hurt him mm-hmm. if you fight somebody that can hurt you mm-hmm. you're gonna then, fight. Gonna then you're gonna everything. have to focus a little bit yeah. then all that punch output maybe yeah. does the punch output slow down yeah. and um so yeah with that i think you go back to that weight eric morales mm-hmm Barrera, like mm-hmm. you had these guys that did Those throw were, bombs. Yep. And there's nobody right there right now that's just, you I, know. I think we might, won't get Figueroa versus. Hold a, on, you weren't here? We, 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 we no, might. I got something else to roll off that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> punch output versus power. Figueroa, uh, my boy, the Floyd guy. Leo, Leo yes. Leo, Leo. Yeah, Leo versus my boy. Come on, man. Y'all know Angelo who, 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 Angelo Leo. The voice. What, what was that? <laughs> Santa Cruz versus... Uh, oh, Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz versus... Uh, oh, Javante Davis. Javante Tank. Power versus Punch-Out. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I, okay, one? I see where you're going yeah, with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, power versus Punch-Out. You took too long. We, we, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. we actually might have talked about that yesterday, or one of the two of us, with Santa Cruz. That's exactly what those fights were like. Mm-hmm. Leo, again, technically sound fighter. Very good. You know, good speed, good punch angles, but he's not going to hurt anybody. Boom. So it's just... You're watching it. Let's move to the Charlos because I want to come back to Leo yeah. and, and Javante. Yeah. So Jamal Charlo gets in the ring first. He represented, put it down against Devin Chinko. Um, tough you, fight. It, it ended up being a tough, tough fight. fight. Yeah. Where do you start? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I I just thought it was a tough fight, but I thought he handled it. But basically from the out, out from the beginning to the end, yeah. there was some some really close rounds. Yeah. And there were some rounds where Devinchenko like really took advantage, yeah. used again the punch output to really, you know, gain control in some of those rounds and even pull out some of those rounds. I thought that the scores were a little bit more lopsided than I expected. I agree. Um but overall I thought uh I thought Jamal did a good job. He controlled the fight. He put a beating on him. I mean if yeah. you look at him. Yeah, Sergey he's has been known to be a slow starter, but he was a really slow starter yesterday mm-hmm. yeah. where he mm-hmm. gave up the first however many rounds. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden when you get to those middle rounds and then you're like, oh, okay, he's getting into the, into Jamal's chest a little more. He's um, then he started to kind of dictate the pace a little bit more, but um, yeah, no, it was a good fight. I thought, um, I thought Charlo did well. I thought that was a guy that is, it's easy not to look good against. 
Uh, Triple yeah, G, yeah, yeah. Triple G did not look good against them. Yeah, Dan, yeah. Danny Jacobs uh, yeah. struggled a little bit against them as well. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I think I think Charlo of even if you you know again Styles make fights, but if you look at Triple G, Compared, Danny, yeah. Charlo, I think Charlo yeah. looked the best of the three. I agree one hundred percent. I felt like both Charlos last night fought well off their back foot, better than I expected, honestly. Well, my knock with Jamal Charlo last night was I felt like every any time Derinchenko got close, he went to clinch him. He went to hold him and grab him instead of just continuing to mm-hmm. work off your back foot. So I felt like there were points where he worked off of the back foot, but there were more points where he didn't, and he decided to 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 grab him and 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 and, and look for the referee to, to get in there instead of just doing your job as yeah. a fighter and fighting the guy off of you. Or doing what you have to do to, to keep a guy at bay with your jab, with feints. Again, the foot movement, being able to, to circle a ring and, and keep a guy off you. I mean, they're basics to boxing. And I felt like that part was missing out of his game last night because he he, he instead chose to get up on him and grab him and clinch him and and, and look for uh, look for the rep. There, I mean, there were times where he went really low yeah. and even grabbed him by, by the thigh. Veteran move, though. Veteran move. I guess I didn't notice it as much as... I, he definitely held, and he was definitely looking to hold at times. Mm-hmm. But you've been held a lot in your career, so maybe you have like <laughs> yeah. a soft spot for that. But I guess I didn't know. My man don't even like hugs. Yeah, he looks hold for up. the the second you go for a hug for Sean, he looks for the get ref. off me. He looks get for the ref. Me. What a ref! At? Um, no, but I, I thought um, I thought Charlo. I thought he did well. He definitely there were times when he held, but I thought he did enough, especially once. Once Dervianchenko, once he got in his rhythm, mm-hmm. I thought that could have if Jamal wasn't not mentally prepared, but if he wasn't ready for that, mm-hmm. that could have caught him off guard. Mm-hmm. But I thought he stayed composed. Well, the part the, I think the part that that if anything bothers me about it is when I see your game plan um, and I see it play out, and I see that that was the preparation for Dervianchenko's punch output and his pressure was to get up close, clinch him, hold. Okay, clinch, hold, clinch, hold, clinch, hold. Unfortunately, Demachinko's not going to make any adjustment for that clinch, hold. But at some point, fake your, like you're going to go in for the hold and, and then yeah. rip something off. You That's know what I mean? Like, that was my Jamel thing. Was, a little bit. I felt like game the game plan was only to clinch him, only to uh, smother him and, and allow the referee to do his job. There was not, no play off of that, and that was where I had a problem. He's essentially a less... Dervianchenko is a less athletic, heavier you. You said that last night. Yeah, I and think. I was like, what? The, f- the footwork. No, the footwork's not there. I think yeah, he's, the he's less athletic, uh-huh. just generally. Mm-hmm. But I think he has a similar mindset of, I'm going to get to your chest. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to hold me. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also has, and it's not a knock on either of you, because that's, again, those are the top guys. But he's also had those fights where, when he does get in there with the guys where it's the elite of the elite, where he's come right. up just a little bit short. Right. But, um, that, it, that was an entertaining fight. And I think after the ones before that, we were kind of like, okay, let's hope mm-hmm. this is good. And I yeah. think, it, I think it was good. I agree though. Like you said, I think the scorecards were a little wide. And I, I, I think just one more thing. I think the Denver Chico fight was what y'all tell me if I'm right or wrong, but I think it was just, it was, Right at that point of, of of being as competitive as I expected it to be, I think it was yeah. right there. Yeah. It wasn't any less, and it wasn't any more. I think both guys really came in and really played their roles yeah. uh, last night. Yeah, I would I would agree. There were 
there were times when Charlo led the action. Mm-hmm. There were times when Dervinchenko led the action. Uh, yeah, I would agree. I think it was it was about what I expected. Yeah, I could have. I felt Dervinchenko could have turned it up more. Yeah, he could have been more on the gas. Yeah, I'm not sure if he. I'm not sure if he has that. Yeah, because I was thinking the same thing. Like especially when you got towards those last rounds, yeah, I was he, like, he just seemed dude, like, like you really. <laughs> this is the time yeah, where if you're going to win one of these elite fights, you really got to put the gas pedal yeah. down. And yeah. and I'm just not sure if he had a the energy potentially or b the capability of doing so. Kind of like we mentioned with Danny, can he actually do it? Y'all gonna be mad at me, but I don't respect anybody that starts slow. I yeah, don't understand. I know, it. I know. I, I don't heard. understand it. My man, hey, what was it? 30 seconds into the fight, I was <laughs> upset. Was it that fight? Yeah. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was it that night. fight? Yeah, yeah. 30, yeah, yeah. 30, was no, it, wasn't, it wasn't that fight. No, it was, it was Rosario. Yeah. 30 seconds oh, into oh, the fight. Oh, yeah, yeah, He's yeah. upset. That was hilarious. <laughs> I'm like, are you that kidding That may have me? actually been the highlight of the of the six-hour affair there. <laughs> Jamel Charlo, Jason Rosario. Yeah. Go ahead. Hey, Sean said you had time to warm up in the dressing room. Yeah. It's time it, to go. It was so quick into the fight. <laughs> it was literally, that's not an exaggeration. It was literally 30 seconds into the fight. And neither of them had really thrown. Charlo maybe threw a jab out there just to do it, just but, to stretch and, his and shoulder And that's Charlo's out. thing. You yeah. know, Charlo, Jamel, he comes out and he circles the ring and, yeah. he, and he really tries to figure out, okay, what are you going to do? And and if anything, he's gonna pop that jab. The jab is strong. Yeah, it's fast and it's that. rangy. Yeah, yeah. And we and we saw that. But my whole thing with Jason Rosario was is disgusted. You were disgusted. Uh, and 30, 30 seconds, seconds in, he's like, so I who, you knew who was gonna win. I don't know what you said. No, he said funny, he's though. not doing enough. Yeah, he's not busy enough. Oh yeah. And you, I said all right, <laughs> it's all right. Seconds so, in. Yeah, yeah. It come. They come out. I said. I said. What is he doing? And said. All right, calm down. Everybody's not you. I said, you don't have to be me. I'm not saying go out there and just throw combinations and, and, and start working. I said, but if your rhythm is to come out and use your jab and press a guy, I did not see Jason Rosario come out and use his jab and press the guy. And then Ant said, looked at me and said, so what you think he said, what you saying that the, um, the, the stage is too big for him right now? I said, yep. Yeah. Basically, it might be a little too big for him right now. Oh, you this did go be, that route. I said this might you be a moment that run, he's not prepared for. Yeah. yeah, I said this might be a, mo- a moment that he's not prepared for. And what round did he get knocked down in? Was it the first or was it the second? It was the first, first round. First, that was and that was and, a weird knockdown and, too. And y'all was mad at me, but y'all, I think y'all were mad because because my my first comment, probably. But he got dropped with a left hook, it, left hook, yeah. top of the head. The replay shows that he got touched. Now here's the thing. Feel me on this. Hey, hold on, hold on. This might ruin our relationship. No, <laughs> I'm saying it. I don't what? care. God. I'm saying it's gonna like ruin our friendship if he got dropped. Sean got dropped versus Ugas. I see what I say and what I say. It's two different things. <laughs> no, that's no two different things. So here's my thing, which which I feel proves what I was saying at the beginning of the fight. When you get touched like that with the left hook, really doesn't it really it grazes you. Yeah, and you and you're shook. And you go down now in the replay. It looked like his foot slipped out out of the out of the can, off of the canvas and things like that. Look like your foot slipped Which off the really, canvas. That really played on yeah. the knockdown as well. And it, and and because of the way he fell, I was like, "Whoa, he's hurt." However, it goes back to what I said at the beginning of the fight: when your feet ain't wet and you're not ready for anything, and the only thing in your mind is this guy punches hard. I got to stay away from him. The first thing you get touched with, your mind is telling you to go down. Yeah. Your mind is telling you you're hurt when you're not. And I feel like that's what happened with the first oh, knockdown. So that's why when he got up, he was like, he was good. Yeah. Because I thought he was, I'm like, if he's hurt, he's going to be He done. was good. But okay. he knew he had got knocked down. Okay. And, and he knew that he had to come back from that. And he did. Yeah, and he, he did. Yeah, he did. He did. He did. He, did. He, did. He, had a, he had a good round. 
He had a lot of good rounds. He, yeah. of, uh, what round? I don't know what round they stopped. He stopped him in. I think it was fifth. Because we felt like I in the it was middle. later than that, like seven or eight, maybe. Eighth? Yeah. Oh, eighth round. Yeah. Eighth round. Eight, yeah. He, eighth uh, round. I, I think he actually probably won yeah. a majority of the rounds, yeah. if I'm being honest. I don't, I don't remember having him winning a majority of the rounds, but I do remember uh, going into the eighth round, I had him down by one round, and that's including the knockdown. Yeah. So, it was close. It was That was yeah. a good fight. That uh, I think, no, including the knockdowns, I had him down by two rounds. That was... All right, from a fighter's perspective, what happened with that jab? I've okay. never seen nothing it like that, not Sean, pleasant, all my years. <laughs> the slow motions, they take away from... yeah. From what actually happens. So in slow motion, you do see that he got hit. It didn't look like he got hit in the solar plex, which we know really does push the air out of you. There's there's anywhere from 10 to 30 seconds of you really gasping for air and not being able to breathe. It didn't look like he hit him in the solar plex, but it looked like he hit him right there in just the mid part of his abdomen, which just pushed all of the air out of him. So here's my thing, because I had to go back and dissect that. He goes down and he and he starts to it, it looks like he was having convulsions. He was yeah. just kind of, you know, I felt like this guy never got hit with anything like that before. I felt like shock is what was happening while he was on the ground trying to catch his air, trying to catch his breath. And that was what we saw, what our eyes saw. Our eyes saw him convulsing. I saw there was something really was like, wrong with him. Weird. A panic attack. He it was. I lot. felt like it was more of a panic attack okay. than anything. Okay. It was more of a panic attack because he had never felt anything like that before. I, Big stage. Yep. Derek James. When they, Mike, yeah, the Derek, mic picked Derek, him up, chill saying, out, bro. Man, it looked like he was having a seizure or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Derek, Derek, shout out to Derek James, yeah. though. Now, uh, yeah. has two Congrats. different uh, unified Congrats. champs. Let me can I yeah. throw something out there. Go for Uh-oh. it. Is he the best trainer in boxing? Okay. Can't give him that. No. Take KP out of the equation. I, KP's not the best trainer in boxing. I, I'm just ooh, talking ooh, to him. Ooh, that's going to be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, I guarantee y'all, he but my dad busts open the door right hey, now. He's quiet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, why you think quiet. I said? Hey, I took that back. Hey, KP, quiet. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Well, no, let's keep it real. Yeah. I, nah, he had, I don't know if my dad's the best boxing boxing coach out there. Because he ever has a different fighter. Well, my whole thing with my dad is I don't think it's up to me to say. I think it would it would take another fighter to say that I work with Kenny Porter. He's a very good coach. He's one of the best coaches I've ever had. Like, I, think I think we outside, need to see that and hear that, yeah, which I, I guess is basically what you just outside said. Outside of him training you as a professional, he has helped with the amateur program, the mm-hmm. Olympic program. So mm-hmm. he's done that a little bit. Mm-hmm. I would, I guess my question, if Derek James isn't, who is? In right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. trying to. I'm trying that's to. A good, that's a good point. That out because that was kind of the thing yesterday. He has. He's the only one with two unified yeah. champions mm-hmm. now. So everyone said, "Is that the best?" To me, and, and both of those guys, I think they have. I think Errol, and again, it's it's the relationship of is the fighter helping the trainer look good? Trainer helping the fighter right. is at both, right? But I think Errol adjusts well in fights. Mm-hmm. I thought he did well with with Charlo yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, might be number one for me. Best trainer in boxing. Angel Garcia, no, untrue. <laughs> but the uh, nah, uh, come nah. on, man. I, don't, I gotta go with Derek. I gotta go, with Derek. Yeah, I think it is Derek yeah, for me. You gotta give it to Derek. I'll, I'll come back next week with an answer because I don't feel that that is Derek James, and it's nothing, you know, nothing biased at all. I just yeah. don't feel like it's him. I think right here, you, if anything, you have the classic Tom Brady, Bill Belichick situation yeah. where 
these guys are doing things. Well, I'm going to speak on Arrow. Yeah. And I think Arrow has made adjustments fight by fight. They, You can see their game plans in the fights really play out. And I think that he's done a terrific job with Arrow. Arrow's done a terrific job of listening and being prepared for the fights. Jamel Charlo is in a division that really does not challenge him. Fair. And so I think with him being really the biggest and the strongest in the division, I feel like it's really all in his hands every time he goes out. What about classic case with Tony Harrison? Yeah. What about if you look at if you look at that relationship, like you were saying, where he maybe isn't tested? I think sometimes also the trainer, you need to, and that that can go for any sport. You need to let your guy, the guy in there, do what he does. Same thing with basketball, football. What you mean? So I think if to not micromanage. For Derek James to know, okay, Errol can do A, B, and C well. Yeah. Don't make him do something different that's not going to enhance his skills. Just let him do what he does and be there to offer tips, offer strategy, tactics, stuff to that effect. So I, I guess where you were saying like he doesn't maybe he doesn't amplify them okay. up yeah. that much. Yeah. I think he also I doesn't know. hold them back. Yeah. Or kind of we talked yeah. about not to go back to Angel Garcia. Angel Garcia didn't help Danny in your fight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't think Derek James ever has not helped mm-hmm, Errol mm-hmm, or Charlo in a fight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think he has enhanced them in every mm-hmm. fight. My opinion. Nice. And just to cover up so I don't get whooped. Uh <laughs> reason <laughs> reason why I feel like Kenny's not the best is because just we'd have had this conversation between me and you, just like our dad's just was old school. If your name doesn't say Porter, I don't think you can survive Kenny. Kenny's training, yeah. Kenny's tactics. Yeah. I had a cousin come in, move with us, and lasted three months because my dad was like, I'm going to break you so you can never say the world broke you just because you carry the name of the family. Mm-hmm. And I don't think someone could deal with the discipline mm-hmm. and the toughness mm-hmm. of a Kenny Porter if your name don't say Porter. Mm-hmm. I've been I've been actually intrigued by that for years now as far as getting another, it doesn't have to be elite, but another good, solid, proven professional mm-hmm. with your dad mm-hmm. just because... You guys and people who use it as a criticism, I look at it, some people look at it as a good thing. It, it's both mm-hmm. where you're just very, you follow his directive. You've mm-hmm. said it before. Mm-hmm. Wherever my dad says go, mm-hmm. I'm going. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that works for another fighter because I don't think yeah. there is that commitment. Right. So obviously I can speak to that. The yeah. first thing is Kenny Porter. Yeah. He will tell y'all right now. He come, <laughs> he come in the room and we'll tell him what we're talking about. He's like, yeah, yeah. He says, I don't want to deal with anybody else. Yeah, I think my dad knows as much struggle as he's had with me and as much hard work as he's put in with me. I think my dad understands that there, there's no one else he can give that kind of energy to. And that will receive that kind of yeah. energy. And rec- yeah. Not only yeah. receive it, but but what what's... Appreciate it. What, my dad knows what, what I'm going to do. He doesn't yeah. know what, what Ant's going to do. Yeah. He doesn't know what Carson's going to do. You know, No matter how much time he spends with y'all, my dad is just... He's very. Uh, he knows how far he can push you. Yeah, yeah, and so I, I think it's like that. And then on the other hand, I've seen my dad to say thousands. I've seen thousands of fighters come and go because they a lot of them they couldn't handle what my dad was giving them. Uh, a lot of them just didn't have the patience to even figure out the process. Forget the pro- the the patience to go with the process. Yeah. A lot of guys can't don't have the patience to figure out the process. You know. It, it also is something where. And not to make this the the Kenny Porter episode, we'll get you down on at some point, <laughs> hey, yeah, the, sure. which KP. will be which will be hilarious. Yeah, shout out to KP. Ooh, that'll be a wild show. But I think that's also part of the <laughs> criticism of 
Sean Porter, he he comes up short in these fights. He kind of fights a similar style. That's where a lot of people say, oh, well, he needs to leave his dad. And you've said before, I'm not boxing without my dad. Yeah. Especially at this point. Yeah. I mean, you're old. Yeah. <laughs> um, so at this point, like, why are you really going to change trainers? Right. But, Leo Santa Cruz fighting Javante Davis. How do you see the fight going? I I, I was so mad we didn't speak on that last week, but we got more time. Yeah, and we still yeah, we got time. Yeah, we, was we it the fourteenth? I think. Yeah, yeah, um, we still got time. Uh, yeah, I think we'll we'll get a little deeper into it closer to time. But right. I think uh, I think I think Tank wins, but it'll be interesting to see Tank navigate around somebody who's such a good um, skilled boxer mm-hmm. that throws high mm-hmm. output, like we said earlier, going mm-hmm. back to those those fights last night. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Tank probably. Probably, if he doesn't stop him, I think he gets close to stopping him. I I say Leo, the best chance he has, he has to take him deep. Yeah, he has to for get sure. him eighth round, ninth round deep, and just keep. That's his only chance is just working him all night because Tate's gonna hit him with some stuff and yeah. how he takes it. Yeah, I mean, I'd say if I if you tell me to bet now, I would take Tank, but Tank took a big dive between rounds. Eight and yeah. ten or eleven in his last fight, yeah. and he had never really been that far. And then in, in twelve, he comes in and he 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 closes the show. Yeah, which you know a lot of people talked about his uh, his uh, his conditioning and things like that. Again, between rounds eight and and ten or eleven, going into twelve, and that's just something that you need to make an. Uh, you you got to correct in, in preparation, correcting in camp and things like that. But I get what you're saying, taking them deep, because if you if you haven't been there or you don't really know how to operate through those 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 rounds, you know, even rounds eight through ten or eleven were rounds where he kind of coasted because he felt like you know twelve is coming. I gotta get it's, I gotta be ready for twelve, especially when you get later in the fight where maybe you're not as experienced and you're also fighting a guy. Like Leo, who by all accounts always comes in good shape, yeah. where he's going to have the energy. And he also, again, going back to the, the punch output, those rounds, if Tank does take those off, you better damn sure hope that you won every other, every other round. Because, because five rounds in, he could take much for sure. punches as he's taking a whole yeah. fight from Leo. Because then Leo, Leo's throwing them. It, when it gets late, if Leo's still able to throw those, you can take off the rounds, but you're gonna lose yeah. the rounds. Yeah. So you better hope you can hit him with a bomb yeah. late. I, when I when I dissect this fight, so first of all, I think Tank's gonna win this fight. Yeah. I think it's gonna go the distance. Um, I'm a big Leo Santa Cruz fan on on, on every level, so yeah. I'm I'm hoping that he comes out there and is able to to work with with Tank. I don't see it being a one sided fight the way a lot of people do see it being. Um, Tank, I think Leo's gonna win rounds. But <clears throat> when I dissect the fight and I figure out, okay, what's the best way for Leo to win this fight? I remember the first time he fought Carl Frampton, it was it was just it was back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and it was like the rounds that he won, he finished on the top of the exchange. The rounds that he lost, he finished on the bottom of the exchanges. He comes back in the rematch, and he's just like this different boxer. Yeah. He's using the ring. He's not as aggressive. Going forward as he as he was before, and there were moments where he really allowed Frampton to come in, and he was able to counter Frampton yeah. and continue to move. Uh, first of all, I don't think uh, Tank's been in the ring with a boxer like that mm-hmm. that can use the ring. A boxer that is ring savvy and and, 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 think. and smart, intellectual in the ring can get you out of position and make moves. So, I mean, even to counter that, 
how do you get Tank out of position? The dude is athletic. I think yeah. the I think you know, the biggest so I, key for me might be can Leo get Tank to respect his power enough not to, not to come, at come at him. Because he's coming. if he's coming. Well, he, he is, yeah. but if he but if Leo can, whether it's by a combination or by you know, landing a solid shot, if he can at least make Tank think, maybe I shouldn't just bull rush in. Um, like you said, Tank's an athlete. Tank's an athlete that has power. Yeah. yeah. So he, I think, is is one of those where if Leo can get him to respect the power and not charge in like that, mm-hmm. there's a good chance mm-hmm. um, for at least a, for it to be a super exciting fight. Um, but if if Tank early feels Leo's power and he's like, yeah, this is nothing, then you can walk him down, charge him in, however you want to go, then Tank can just gas pedal full, fully down there. I can see him having his foot on the gas pedal and things not really playing out the way he expects it to. And one or two things going to happen. He's going to run out of gas, which you're talking about, <laughs> which I could see happening. Yeah. He has or, he, or, he, or, or then he starts to try to figure out how to manage it. And I've said, I've, I don't know, I'm going to say it more and more and more, but the more you get a guy to hesitate, the more you can take control. And that sure. those might be the times where Leo can take control. Yeah, I, I think it's about hesitating. It's about Leo getting him to whether it's setting traps defensively or getting him to respect the power enough, if you can get Tank at least thinking, I can't just go 100% at him, that's where, that's where I think Leo's best chance will be. Yeah, Leo's just going to have to have Tank work every round, every minute of every yeah. round. Don't Before, be there to get hit. Yeah, yeah. You're going to have to be throwing stuff. It's going to be a fight. I think it's... Leo's got to work every round. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's yeah. going to work every round. Yeah. We we know that. It's going to be a good fight. Oh, think- well, shoot. Let me go back to it. So, in, in, the, in the rematch with Carl Frampton, he was more of a boxer using the ring, so on and so forth. Yeah. Do you do you, do you just expect the classic Leo of coming <laughs> coming at him, punch out put, things like that? Or do you expect, you know, that, that, he has that to be rematch smart. Car, Carl Frampton? Smart. And- he's walking in the power. Yeah. It's, true it power. has to be probably yeah. between those two. Because I think if you go, if, if Santa Cruz comes forward and just is all action, is all thrown, he's probably going back the other way on his <laughs> on his ass. But um, I think I think he has it has to be both. He has to be active enough, but also responsible enough uh, defensively and moving. I know another thing that people are focused on with this fight is Javante Davis making one twenty one thirty. That's a big thing. It's always a mystery. It's <laughs> it's that's like a to big keep the thing. people guessing. Because if he makes the weight, a lot of people are thinking that he he might be you know pulling a lot out of himself, and yeah. obviously with, with every fighter, it's like how how can you replenish yourself and yeah. can you build it all back up before the night of the fight? Hey, uh, I got a guy for him, a strength and conditioning coach. If he uh, wants to get it right, you ain't got a guy. He knows a guy who knows a guy. You know a guy. See how he should yeah. be down. Yeah, I ain't nothing. Shout out to Coach Wade. Um, <laughs> Shout out to Coach Wade. Man. Yeah, um, I, it's it's hard to. It's hard to talk about that outside of the weigh-in and the fight. Yeah, right, right, Because right, even right. – and, and people are always detectives. They'll see a picture of Tank and they're yeah, like, yeah. Hey, I don't know. He looks a little heavy. Yeah. That could be from three weeks before that and he could have lost weight since then. Yeah. So um, Tank has proven to have a little bit of an issue with weight. Yeah. So Tank had fights before the fight with weight. Issue. Yeah. So I don't, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's unfair for somebody to question his weight. And I think anyone that thinks it's unfair to is – in them themselves being unfair, but uh, hopefully, again, looking at it from a positive outlook, I hope he makes weight well, isn't drained when he gets in there. I also know that Leo Santa Cruz has implemented some different strength and conditioning things Ooh. to build himself up, and it was 
prior to this fight with Javante Davis. He's been doing it for about a year and a half, about probably a couple years now. So you got a guy who's trying to bring that was just mysterious. I have no idea how to feel. He's got a guy who's trying to bring some power behind always the bring punch out inside info. But it was like inside, but like yeah, incredibly yeah, vague. Was he training guy. with like Rasai Gul oh, from the League of Shadows? Could be, could hey, be, what, could what, be, hey could next be. week we coming with some inside info. No, nah, you ain't coming. With yeah, we coming with something. What yeah, you got? I'm, ho- I'm hollering my boy Sean inside the 702. Yeah, we got- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who no uh, cares about the 702? That's how I feel about uh, shot three, three, the, two, one, six. whatever is that two one six yeah three three zero oh, two one six um yeah I I hope that Leo comes in with more power because that just, makes it interesting I just wanted to let you know that you know we when we talk about certain fighters I think we we have the things that we know about them and then there's things that we don't know about them and that's yeah. one thing you did not know is that you know I still don't know he's been working on his power for some some time and it could be a different. Leo Santa Cruz, especially at 130. Fair, fair enough. I'll take your hey, word hey, for it. Hey, so he's working with Coach Wade, assistant. Ah! Hey, don't try to play us. Hey, Carson, <laughs> Carson, we ain't that stupid. We'll wear bamboo socks. Actually, I'm pretty, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah, socks, right. I got some black ones on. You ain't got no um, bamboo. Oh, they, they, that, uh, they cotton. They from Louisiana. That, uh, I'm not sure if it's Coach Wade. I have a hunch on what it is. I don't even, and, and Sean knows. I don't it don't even, matter. I don't even want to address it. It don't matter. Situation. I mean, the, the, the point is. Yeah, yeah. When we talk about boxing styles, make fights, so on and yeah. so forth, how this guy wins, so on and so forth, bringing that attribute to the game now changes things for sure. Because yeah. again, you're talking about respect if you power. can get yeah, if you can get Javante Davis to respect your power, yeah. understand that there's some pop coming when I come in there, yeah. and redirect. I have to redirect things, yeah, yeah, yeah. and get them hesitating, so Output, on and so forth. So, power, yeah, exactly. That combines well, exactly. Um, one thing I wanted to mention off Leo and Tank, because again, we'll, we'll go deeper into that once we get closer to that fight, which I'm excited for. I it kind of snuck up on us, but I'm excited. Yeah, for yeah, it. yeah but I'm but, ready for it. Uh, we actually had somebody on, on Twitter is wondering, going back to the fights last night, you mentioned 154, Charlo's kind of the guy. So some of the options are people moving up. They were wondering if you would be interested in moving up to 54 or able to. You know, it's a conversation I had with my dad. I could definitely move up. Yeah. I could definitely. I, I, I know what could happen for me at 154, but I talked to my dad, and my dad's like, hey, um, that's not something that we really need to do or yeah. want to do right now, especially with you being so close to this guy, that guy, the song, so forth. Yeah. And that was, that was uh, back in the early part of the summer, spring to the summer, so... Um, I don't see myself moving up to 154 anytime soon. Yeah, but I okay. So out of the guys moving up to one from 147 to 154, I think or I know Errol I would I could contend. Obviously, Errol wouldn't fight him. Um, I think Keith Thurman could contend easily at 154. Yeah. I would I would agree yeah. easily. Yeah, I would yeah. agree. Um, and and that kind of ties into another conversation. I think Kel Brook Kel Brook at 54 is interesting too. Kel Brook should have stayed at 54. Well, he's not anymore. He's going. Down I know he should have stayed at fifty four. He sh- no, no, no. He yeah, should have felt like that after the fight too. Well, okay, so he should have stayed at forty seven. But he's been at fifty four. One of before, the one of the biggest there. career missteps, yeah. matchmaking wise, yeah. in my I'm twenty nine in my lifetime yeah. is Kell Brook <laughs> fighting Triple G. I didn't understand it at all. Money grab. I didn't. And but less, why? The money had to have been really, really money good. Yeah, exactly. Good, yeah. Man. And he's also a confident guy. Boxers are confident. I don't yeah. think I don't think if you if you ask any Hey, you boxer, was a guy saying everybody's scared last no, week. No, I'm saying, but if you ask a boxer, I don't think they're gonna be like, ah oh, nah, he's he's too good for me. Um but yeah, I think 
I think Triple G, that fight where he breaks his orbital bone, then you're more susceptible to breaking the other side, your other orbital bone, and then um, that happens with again in, against Errol. So I think mm-hmm. I think with that, um, so Kel Brook going back to that is rumored to be close to signing with with Terence Crawford, but right. Crawford, right. Um, kind of a polarizing fight on social media. People are bashing it like Kel Brook is no good and he's washed and you're not fight you're fighting a bum you're not fighting any of the good guys i don't think kel brook i think if kel brook doesn't fight triple g kel brook is without question in the top three welterweights for me right now yeah if yeah. he if he was still the yeah prime yeah. kel brook yeah um but i don't think i don't i don't understand why people are acting like kel brook is a slouch and also if you want terrence crawford to fight a true welterweight kel brook is a, a big welterweight yep so I, I I don't really understand the bashing of it. Well, that's what I meant by he should stay the one fifty four. Yeah. He's been he's been dating all the way back to when we fought. Yeah, and that was two thousand and fourteen. Yeah, uh, he's been having problems making that weight class for that long. You know, so for him to go up to one sixty and fight Triple G, then say I'm either going to fight at one fifty four, one forty seven. You have some catchweight fights, so on and so forth. Coming back down to one forty seven nutritionally really isn't the best move for him. But a lot of guys we see it time and time again has got squeezed into weight classes yeah. for those minutes, hours that they have to make the weight. For and sure. then they replenish, they, 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 they get it all back in and they're, they're ready to go for the fight. So what do you think about that fight? I agree with, well, first of all, I agree with you 100%. If you're talking about, um, uh, Terrence Crawford coming up and, and and taking over the division, but he hasn't fought any true welterweights. Now you got a real true welterweight in front of him. Uh, it's been some time since I have seen um, Kell Brook. The last time I did see his fight with uh, the kid from Boston, uh, can't think of his name right uh, now. Um, uh, I did see that fight. He ended up stopping the kid. Yeah, uh, is actually a friend of mine that, I, and I can't remember his name right now, but. Yeah. Uh, I did think that he looked good. He looked like he used to look. He looked um, technical. Yeah. And he looked like he did. He wasn't missing any steps. And so saying that gives me, gives me we're thinking about that fight, gives me confidence that he could at least be ready for this fight with Terrence Crawford. A lot of, again, a lot of people think that he's a slouch. When you get run over twice the way that he did, people just write you off. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that, I think more than anything, is just not the name that people are looking for when they're looking well, for the a name Crawford fight. they want is Sean Porter. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and just to put that, just because that is literally the number one question. So Terrence Crawford isn't fighting you. Right. Well, no matter who he's fighting, he's not fighting you, right. Errol or Keith or any of them. Right. Is that something where there was a, I know you've said before, there was a conversation where, where Bud kind of said, I'm not going that direction. Mm-hmm. I have some other stuff coming up. Mm-hmm. Do you think it was a conversation where Bud made a business decision that he didn't want to fight you boxing competitively wise? Like, did you think he was like, I don't want to fight you, not because we're friends or because I have other business ventures, but I don't think I should fight you. I, I, uh, it's just your. Sorry, no, no, I think no. it takes a lot to make a PBC top rank fight. I, I it would takes agree. more than just Sean. Sean says it. It takes more than just Sean. Yeah. But if if and Terrence, if the, I disagree though, I and think, they, and they need more. I feel like PBC top rank want money. They don't want just uh, what they are regular. They can pay Sean and yeah. P- and Terrence on their side without tr- doing business together. They want to make real money. I if they think. Do that. I think 
if Sean went to, to Al Heyman and said, I want to fight Terrence Crawford, Terrence Crawford went to Bob Arum and said, I want to fight Sean Porter, I think that fight happened. Call Al right now. I think that happens. That would be the best guess um, of all time. <laughs> without saying too much, yeah. It, w- yeah. what was said to me was, uh, if you guys really want that fight, um, I'll try to I'll try to negotiate it for you. Yeah, exactly what you just said. It was told to me it's not going to be an easy negotiation, yeah. and it's going to take a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if that's what you want, I'll I'll at least we can at least talk make about it, it some. Try more. to make it happen. Yeah, and um, that was that was some time ago. Yeah, and but I think the understanding was that. Really, just the business side of it between Top Rank and PBC at that point in time when we had the conversation, that was before, I believe that was before uh, Tyson Fury and Wilder on the big crossover pay-per-view. Okay. So I think... Now understanding that it could work, yeah. That that honestly, that's a pay per view fight so, for sure. By the way, yeah. In case and, anyone was curious, and so when I was at the fight working Tyson Fury and um, Deontay Wilder, I was kept thinking to myself like, "Dang, I got to make this happen. Like, yeah. I need this for myself. Like, yeah. this is too much fun. Crazy. This is too big, and I need this working before I'm Bradley. done." Yeah, and and I loved it. Yeah. And uh, you know, after having the conversation with Terrence, I was just like, "Okay, it's not gonna happen right now." Um, but it's, for me, it's on the back burner. Uh, for him, he said, "Hey, I got some other things I'm working on. Maybe it is Kell Brook. Maybe at another point in time, it wasn't going to be Kell Brook, but now it is. What do you think? Whatever it sets the case up? may be, what does it set up? What? So this fight for Terrence, you go go because you're friends with Terrence. Crawford. I think every fight for Terrence is proving yourself. W- when are you gonna fight a PBC fighter? Yeah. So what is it set up? For, what is it set up for Terrence Crawford? So he goes, he fights, he fights Kell Brook. He yeah. Beats him. Let's him just out, say he hypothetically beats him. Yeah, beats him. Beats him. yeah. Um, does that is that something where other welterweights say, okay, you know, he proved himself a little bit? He's proven to me. Okay, okay, he's yeah. proven to me. Yeah. But I'm not You're uh, crazy if you don't respect. I'm him. not every everybody else is. Yeah. But let me let me keep it real with y'all. Yeah, a lot of people hide behind that. A lot of people hide behind he hasn't fought anyone. A lot of people hide behind um, he ain't been through a war yet. Yeah. A lot of people hide behind he's unproven. Get in there and, and prove that yeah. I, I think he's unproven. I, I think to what Ant said, I think there's a there's a difference between unproven and not respecting them or doubting their ability. Like I don't, I have no doubts about Terrence Crawford. I think Terrence Crawford is pound right. for pound top three. Right. I think I think he's great. I think he's a great athlete. I think he can hang in there. I don't think he gets dismantled by any welterweight. I think him and Errol is a great fight. But I haven't seen him in there with any welterweight where I'm like. Oh, okay. Terrence Crawford fought somebody that I consider. He got a, a dropped genuine. in his last fight. I said it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he definitely got, he got dropped in his last fight. Yeah. So, I, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, if you look at that, he's stepping it in happens. there. He's yeah. stepping in there right now. With you the got dropped that, in your fight. No, I didn't. Allegedly, your last fight. Oh, against oh, no, 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 fight. Fight. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I was over that one. <laughs> yeah. but, but so he fights. So he goes to fight Kell Brook. I think that whether you think Kell Brook is a top five welterweight or a top twenty five welterweight, that's a true welterweight. So to me. It goes from I already respect his ability. I think he's great. Uh, but show me, I show me, saying, show me. Yeah. That you, you're in there with, mm-hmm. with a true welterweight. Mm-hmm. No matter how you you know handle that, mm-hmm. I, I just think it's you'll see him in there. And then to the people that doubt, of course, what that's going to do is the like the goosebumps. Choose your adventure. Then you watch that, and people are going to say, "Oh, well, he did that." And um, 
Arrow beat Kell Brook, and, and when he did that, so it's going to be connecting dots. <laughs> yeah, that's how, like, it how it goes after After every my fight. fight with Errol Spence Jr., everybody was chirping yeah. Terrence Crawford versus Sean Porter. Nobody was chirping that prior to my fight with Errol Spence Jr., but they saw the way that I handled Errol Spence and the way I took control, and they're like, damn, okay, this fight with Terrence Crawford might be a better fight than the fight with Errol Spence Jr. No so. disrespect, Terrence. Crawford, y'all, y'all different fighters, yeah. man. And also, yeah. different fighters. Yeah. And that's yeah. another narrative that I don't think you exposed Errol Spence, and I'm not sure. I'm not sure there's a fight that I can think of off the top of my head where somebody was exposed, where you watched it and you were like, "Oh my gosh, I didn't know that about him." But I think we talked about that before. Yeah. We don't. I don't really exposing a fighter. I don't really yeah. believe in that. I believe that every fighter is who they are, yeah. and you either see that fighter. In the ring with with another fighter, yeah. styles make fights, so you see something completely different. Because afterwards, some people are like, oh, Sean Porter exposed Errol Spence. I was like, Sean Porter's an no, elite yeah, welterweight. Yeah, you've he, seen Sean Porter versus him. Earl Spence. Yeah, he he tests an elite welterweight, tested an elite welterweight. That It was a good fight. The styles matched up well, and, and that was just how that went. But uh, yeah, I just, the people thinking, oh, he exposed him. Like if Kell Brook lands some shots against Bud, oh, just Terrence Crawford, is he exposed? that? Mm-hmm. You saw him in there with a real welterweight. There's going to be close fights. Mm-hmm. Kell Brook is a former champion. Kell Brook beat Sean Porter. Two things I'm going to go back to. So back to the coaching question, who's the best coach out there? Okay. I'm not saying this guy is the best coach out there, but I think Ronnie Shields is a better coach okay. than Derek James. Okay. Um, the other part of that is who can Jamel Charlo fight at 154 that can really challenge him? Is Lara, is Landy Lara? That's my guy. I think Lara I can challenge Lara. him. That's the only person I see. I think life. it's the only person in the 154 pound weight class that can challenge Jamel Charlo. He'll really have him thinking all night long. Mm-hmm. Has, my and question, is he still being 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 trained by uh we got my man Sean's here? I believe so, yeah. 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 With, with that um, now you want to speak know. up. Yeah. Three that, minutes left, and now you want to speak up. Now I get to speak up. I, I had a lot more to offer. I know you that. did. No, we, we're no, gonna no, bring no. you in when it, when it when no, it's no, real. No. Yeah, we're gonna bring no, you no. in. When that, it's real. Uh, Let me check. I will check. I will go to the phone. My question is: Has Laura maybe lost a little bit? That's what we talked about last yeah, night. He lost like, a step. I love Laura. Yeah. After the Jamel Charlo fight, we just kind of we just chilling for a second, and I, I was, was like, gone. Laura. The second Laura, that fight was gone, I was, was like, out. I was like, I think Laura could challenge him, but Laura's been through. Some wars. Yeah. The thing I love about Lara is that he's not gonna abandon who he is as a boxer. What if he did just come in as a power puncher one fight? He's not gonna abandon LBS. who he is no, as a fighter. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're right. Silas. You are. Yeah. You're right. The the Cuban trainer. The Cuban whisperer. Yep. <laughs> That's Wait, what, what they about, call him. What about Javon Hill for best trainer? Hill. Oh, that was great. What we saw him do. What Tyson Fury was great. Right. You got to call him. Uh, you got to call Hill. him Sugar Hill. Yeah, I, I didn't know what he was talking about for a second. Yeah, yeah. No. You got to call him Sugar Hill. Um, I'm and 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 so one reason why I chose Ronnie Shields is because of I know his his experience and his lineage as a trainer. Yeah. And the same thing for me with, with with Sugar Hill. I would say that Sugar Hill is a better trainer than Derrick James, but I've just seen uh, Sugar Hill. Time and time again, and and I know him personally, so I've I've worked with Sugar Hill. What so about I, Robert Garcia, I like Robert Garcia. Is he up there? Yeah, I like so, Robert Garcia. What about five. for Derek James, just to to kind of help 
argue for him over Ronnie Shields. Mm-hmm. Jermel started getting all those knockouts once he left Ronnie and went to Derek. I think Why do you think that happen? is? I think it was going to happen. Right. I think it was going to happen. Uh, Jermel Charlo is just a heavy-handed, heavy-handed fighter with both hands, too. Yeah. I mean, jab to the body. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> you know, jab so to the body, you know, how, how long until that goes away? You know, how are they, jab to the body. How's he punching like that when he's a, a guy who his KO percentage was hovering around 50%? For, and then once he wins the belt, he's knocking everybody out. I'm not, I, I don't concern myself with a KO percentage because you got guys that can, that can just eat them. And then you got guys that, that can't stand up to them. You got guys that can eat them for five, six, seven, eight rounds. And then they've just had enough, you know? So when you talk about KO percentage, styles make fights and even the fighter, what type, what kind of fighter was he that, that, that Jamel was in the ring with prior to getting the belt. Jamel has knocked out some champions now, so you can't deny his power. Yeah. So I'm going yeah. to just leave on this one because it's been but such he a great did. show. It's funny, though, but uh, he did leave Ronnie Shields to go to Derrick James yeah. with, with kind of contradictions. I'm pretty sure I he said, said yeah, so. he's the pound for pound best trainer. He didn't say that, but I think so. <laughs> but uh, it's been an amazing show. I just want to ask one thing to these great hosts. Yeah, Carson, Sean. Thank you. Is Jermel. Don't forget Ann over there. And Ann, B. Well, he was nice on TV. Just, <laughs> right. <you know, laughs> and I, Ann, I want your answer, too, then. Right, yeah. Is Jermel Charlo a top 10 super welterweight? All time because it's a weight class that guys don't stay at long. The right. Leonard's they, they they only had one or two fights there. Yeah, it's it? it's tough. It I think there's such a shock value when you hear that. Like when anyone says top ten anything all time, immediately people are gonna say no. Yeah, immediately, your immediate you, reaction you're like you're like what? Yeah. No, that's crazy. Not me. Oh, so he is. Are you saying he's top ten? Or are you just saying I'm saying he's top ten don't? because he's unified. He. He got yep. all the belts, right? Except, uh, yeah, he, he got all the belts. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's probably 17 other belts that are somehow around. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, the, uh, that's a downfall boxer. The, but, uh, very true. But I got to put him in the top 10. I'm, I'm not sure I disagree. I mean, I will have to break it down. Obviously, yeah. we ain't got time for all that. Yeah. I put him in the top 10. I'm, I'm not like, sure I disagree, though. Sean's over there breaking it down. This is yeah. boxing Sean scene. does. This is BoxingScene.com. <laughs> okay. Uh, top 20. Yeah, did you see that? Yeah. Terry Norris is number one. Terry Norris was a monster. Tommy Hearns yeah. at two. Mike McCullum at three. Body Snatcher. Body Snatcher, yeah. That's go. such a solid nickname. <laughs> For sure. Oh, Carson, what's your answer? I don't, I'm not sure I disagree with you. Um, Winky Wright at number five. He was the last one to have all three. Well, not Winky count Wright. the WBO. But Winky Wright? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you get three out see, of the I four. Said, I said Winky Wright, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He right, thought right? I said his name that twice. Was I was over, like, over, yeah, over. I was like, Winky, right? <laughs> and he, that, uh, he tweeted him too, or Instagram Jamel to yeah. congratulate him. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, and I know after the fight that that Jamel and I saw Errol tweeted him a little bit about that, that they think the older generation hates on them a little bit, um, that they don't give them their kudos, mm-hmm. um, whether it's... And somebody said that Floyd does, but I'm not sure that Floyd does. <laughs> but the uh, or the, oh does they yeah. were like that he oh. I haven't heard Floyd. He, you know he's a great fighter. Yeah, he's, he's a great fighter. <laughs> that's about it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's about, about it. it. You could in, insert name here, but yeah. um, yeah, I'm not I'm not sure I can disagree with that. I I can't think of ten that are stone cold locks that I'm like oh they're absolutely above him. Yeah, um, the few that I named are yeah for sure Oscar De La Hoya. Yeah. And his prime, yeah, mm-hmm. 
know, it is a transient division, like prime. like Sean said, yeah. that it, it's something where Felix Trinidad, where they pop up the shot to Felix Trinidad. Yeah, yeah, um, your guy. That's my guy. But where they pop in there for a fight or two fights, mm-hmm. and then they go back down. Because go, again, go it's up. just it's that division that is. In between the two hot divisions, you got middleweight and you got welterweight. Yeah. And it's that and it's just it's that division that I guess people don't really respect. Yeah. And it's the division that people just wanna let me show you that I can be a champion here on my way up to one sixty. I think you know anytime when there's not an actual name for the division where it's either junior middleweight or super welterweight uh-huh. and it's not actually a name uh-huh. they should come up with a name in all fairness for those divisions but well Jamel should be trumpeting it every time I'm one of the greatest super welterweights of all time for sure or just say at the charlo sure, weight you know. or something maybe yeah. maybe that's how he gets his it's claim for a, top 10 it's a division that's only existed since the early 80s late 70s yeah. so it's it's not a not a ton of history yeah. as far as that yeah with yeah I, he he's great and he's he's continued to prove that um I, I'm, I might not disagree. If at, at worst, these top fifteen, top twenty at at worst, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, I, th- I think he was. Uh, I think he. I think he's doing his thing. And I, I can't think of like you said, Lara. There's not anyone else that really pops into no. my mind that I'm like, no oh, he gives him, he gives him trouble. Yeah, no one else. And uh, you were talking about him earlier. Uh, the kid from DC, Jared. Jared Heard is is like gone yeah. off the face of the planet right now. And this, the, the, that division specifically is passing him by because the belts are being tossed around. He lost them. I can't think of even a like a 160 guy that could go down to 54 comfortably because a lot of those guys at 60, I'm like, yeah, they go up to 68. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, man. He might, he might, if he can make the weight, he might be there forever just knocking out whoever they put out in right, front right, of him, right, right. which is fine. Right. Super clearing out the division. Yeah, which I, those guys are so. They're so competitive, both of them. <laughs> I think with each other and then in general. So I'm not sure if he goes, if we're sitting here two fights from now and he's fought guys where you're like, okay, like you were probably supposed to beat them. I'm not sure if he can sit there and say, I'll just stay here and keep fighting these guys. Then I think he said, okay, let me let me slide up to 60. I think it gets to a point where you're a prize fighter, like Floyd Mayweather on it, when he turned from uh, pretty boy to money, May. I think Charlo would get to the point where he'll catch catch weight, maybe go up to 160, maybe go 147 for the right amount of money. Or nah, meet no you at 152. No, nah, he ain't down. Yeah, he can't make 147. You don't think he make, what you think he make, 150? Cut his leg I don't even off. Think, I don't even think him being him being a unified champion, he would not even make a catch weight with anybody at 152. Yeah, just stay where Probably he's at. More than likely not even 153. I would like to see Keith Dude, just, him. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, yeah. Keith. I would like to see Keith in trouble, but. I'm, I would like to see Keith in the ring. That's also true. <laughs> I like to see Keith in general. Yeah, I like to see. On, Andrew, Keith, can we Keith, get, yeah, so bro. Abner Mara's shout out to Abner has a podcast now. Can we you, get a Keith Thurman podcast? Yeah. Keith used to be one of my favorite fighters, man. I, I would invite him on, but every time I text his number, I get a, a text back that say this is not Keith. <laughs> it's Errol. Can you get his number for you? Get his number for me. That's funny. You know, you know somebody, yeah, don't yeah, you? Yeah, we went to high school. You do know everybody. Yeah, I, I've, Keith is such an interesting guy, and he's yeah, such a talented fighter. He's a good dude too. But it's just been a journey, man. Yeah, it's been, <laughs> Keith has been, been, been a wild. He's on the Coolio Fantastic Voyage. I feel like he's he disappears. He got married. Congrats to Keith. That could have been five years ago or last year. It just I have no clue. What y'all want to do? Like a top three coaches when we come back next week? Yeah, top three. Dylon, Dylon, Dylon. I feel like you're. I feel, <laughs> I feel like I gotta like support. Not 
not selecting Derrick James as the the best coach out there right now or the number one coach. He's up there though. He's up and you acknowledge that. And I don't yeah. think yeah, in somebody Sean is not saying Derrick James is not an elite coach. Yeah. You might be just, I just think he's number one. And and I and I know specifically one of my things is if I haven't seen you work. Yeah. You know, or if I like I tried to listen yesterday in the corner. Yeah. And he was telling them, he was telling both guys, you know, look for this, look for that, which is which is what you want to do. You yeah. know, I don't like the coaches that say, man, do this, man, do that. Like, look for this. Yeah. This is what's open. If he and does I did this, hear that. Maybe you do that. And I did yeah. hear that last night. Yeah. And um, and I know the one thing that uh he told Charlo, he go, the, the round that he knocked him out, going into the round, he said, throw the left hook. Trust me, it's gonna be there, and that I, that stuck with me because I was I felt like that was good coaching. Yeah, he said the left hook is gonna be there. Trust me, just throw it; it's gonna land. And then he ends up throwing a, a jab to the body, and that's all she wrote. Rozier but, might be another one too. Rozier again, but I've I've worked with Rozier. Yeah. You know what I mean? So Hunter, maybe that's Barry my Hunter. Barry body head, body Barry, head banger. Barry's top three for me. That's Roy. But but. Again, that could be bias on my side. For sure. So I, I don't know. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll talk, talk about that because that, that'll be interesting. And happy uh, anniversary of your first pay-per-view. It will be, when you're listening to this, it will be yesterday. <laughs> as long as you're listening on Tuesday, which you should be. Yeah, you should be listening yeah, on Tuesday. Yeah, on Tuesday. Hey, but. everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. This is the Portaway Podcast. We launch every Tuesday. Check it out on YouTube. All your favorite pl- podcast platforms. Myself, Showtime, Sean Porter. We got to get some nicknames for these guys. See Arson. Comment on that. Like, we need some nicknames. <laughs> My nickname's Ant, okay? <laughs> yeah, technically Stay, his name is Anthony, so Ant is yeah. technically a nickname Stay at blessed. that point. I'm going to yeah. say this before we roll. So when I met Carson Merck back in like 2006, we started to hang out a little bit, and I just started calling you Mercules. Yeah. So that... that I was just throwing that one out there for y'all. Mercules. Mud over there. Mud, that's racist. <laughs> mud over there. I feel like that's racist. You from the mud. That's an inside joke. Y'all let it go. Louisiana. Y'all, I wish y'all know somebody, what it is. Y'all don't call me no mud outside. Louisiana, y'all know what it is. Hey, you call me mud, I'm gonna put the paws on you. Okay? God bless it's, y'all. Have a great day. If you get a chance, make it. <laughs> Take care.